Happy snow day. I'm, I'm really disappointed I didn't get to get with you today and to see you. I really wanted to share a really important message with you. As a matter of fact, it's one of the most important messages that I've maybe shared out of all the 20, I was trying to think, how was it? 22, 2250 Sundays that I have been your pastor. Can you believe that? 2250. I was thinking about this scripture today out of Colossians, but before I get to it, I just want to <laughs> really encourage you to be here next Sunday. It's not supposed to snow that I know about. I've got the 10 day forecast, but um, uh, for two big reasons, I want you to be there. Number one, you missed this week. And so We've already talked about how important that anchor practice of weekly gathering, uh, going to a worship service, going to uh, a class, if you possibly can, super important for your spiritual stability. The second reason is, as I said, this is one of the most important messages in all these years, uh, these 20 200, 2,250 approximately year, weeks that I've been your pastor, all those Sundays. And all that being um, said, it's all going to be about our future together, what that's going to look like, our future as a community that is growing as the witness of Christ's love in this place um, and in this world, but especially where we really are. Now, all that being said, I still really love snow days. Now, you may wonder why I'm doing this at night. I am doing this in my cabin at night. It's because I waited as long as I possibly could to see if we might be able to meet, but it wasn't to be. And we didn't want people to get hurt. And a lot of people called us and they're in outer areas where the roads are really bad. So this is a day for a snow day. And snow days are great because it's an opportunity for you to stop. No guilt can't really do anything else, you could take it off. It's a day to stop, to rest, to delight in your family and in the beauty. Look at the snow just walking out here, all the sparkling with my flashlight. And then, of course, to worship. And so part of this message is to help you get with some other people, if you have them in your home, and worship. In other words, you know what I'm saying? Sabbath. Have a Sabbath. You know, <laughs> that's right. I'm talking about that's one of the 10. Now, I realize we have it in our Christian tradition as a Lord's Day, but the idea is still the same of take a day to worship and to stop and to worship and to rest and to delight. Normally, gathering for worship would be a part of this day for most of you that are going to listen to this. Some of you can't because you're maybe farther away or maybe there, there's other reasons why you might not be able to be here. But normally gathering together with everybody in the TFBC family would be part of your uh, Sunday. But think about what God wants to give you. He wants to give you snow days 52 times a year. A snow day from your busy, hectic, um, tiring expectations, 
where you don't have to feel guilty about it. You don't have to apologize because you're taking Sabbath. Sunday for most of you is the perfect day for you to do that, to refocus, to spend your day stopping, worshiping, resting, taking delight in your family and his creation and all the things and beautiful things, the good life, as my good friend says. And, uh, you know, that's not so true for me because obviously Sunday normally is a day where I'm really, really busy with other things. But I take another day to do that. And uh, I take another day that really helps me to do that. But this is a practice. It's one of the practices that we have to work at. There's nothing more counter to this culture of busy, pack it all in. Everybody wants you to do something on every single day or your kids to do something on every single day. But the Bible calls you and I to live a life with different kinds of priorities. What are our priorities? They're to help us be, um, be loving. They're to help us to learn how to have love and concern for one another, to slow down our lives. One lady said to the, her pastor who was trying to take a Sabbath, and she said, she called him and called him, and finally he said, look, this is my Sabbath. This is my day off where I rest. And she said, the devil doesn't take a day off. And he said, well, look at how he is. <laughs> and I think that that could be how we are sometimes. And sometimes when I get too busy, I can be that way. Uh, let me just share the scripture with you. And you can find it in your Bible if you open your Bibles, if you have them there, to Colossians chapter 2 and verse 1. So just take a moment and open your Bible. Um, it, and uh, it really says this, Colossians 2.1, for I want you to know how great a struggle I have on your behalf and for all those who are in Laodicea and for all those who have not personally seen my face, that their hearts may be encouraged having been knit together in love and attaining to all the wealth that comes from the full assurance of understanding resulting in the true knowledge of God's mystery, that is Christ himself, in whom all are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And I say this so that no one will delude you with persuasive argument. And, and this is very, very important. And then he goes on to say, for even though I am absent in body, nevertheless, I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good discipline and the stability of your faith in Christ. Paul was writing to them, in a, long, a little church in, in, a, in a city called Colossae, and there were, this was a small congregation. For I want you to know the great struggle I have. You know, I have a great struggle for you too. And he was struggling for not just, for the people that he had, for people who had not personally seen his face. And he wanted their hearts to be encouraged, having been knit together in love and attaining to all wealth, verse 2, that comes from the full assurance and understanding resulting in the true knowledge of God's mystery that is in Christ himself. I found this passage fascinating and some other ones we'll talk about next week. But Paul wanted to personally visit them, personally be in their presence, like I wish I could be with you right now. He had a struggle for them. He really wanted to see them like be everything, to present them complete, like it says in chapter one. He wanted to 
them to be knit together. He wanted to make sure he could do something to help them be knit together in love around the person and love of Christ. You know, I've never really done any knitting. <laughs> I have some good friends that crochet and knit amazing stuff. Some of my, some of my family, but I'm, I haven't done it, but man, it, it looks like a, it's very, very, you have to really work at it and pay attention. And you know what else is really hard about knitting? It can come unraveled really easily. That's, we have to really, Paul was really concerned that their lives, that their hearts, that love would knit us together. And he says, I want you to be knit together around the person of Christ in whom are hidden all the treasures and wisdom and knowledge. I say to you that no one will delude you with a persuasive argument, that nobody would. He was concerned, as I am concerned for a lot of you, that you will be deluded, you'll be deceived, you'll be you'll be led astray by fast-talking, persuasive salesmen in the marketplace of religion. And there are a lot of them. You know, I don't, I've told you before, I'm not selling, I'm telling. I am not interested in trying to sell you or trying to convince you or trying to, you know, anything like that. I want to tell you what it's going to take for you to fall in love with Jesus and fall in love with one another. You know, I'm committed to you. I want you to know that. I may not be as exciting. I may, you may find yourself a little bit, um, uh, you know, it's like a lot, but I am committed to you to, I, I want to tell you so far, 2,250 weeks worth. And some of you I've just met, there's lots of new people at church and some of you have been mentioning that. Well, man, there's all these new people and that's really true. But some of you, I have been your pastor for decades, and thank you so much for the privilege, but I want you to know, I am more committed to you right now that you really grow in depth in Christ than ever before. You know, I've become more and more convinced to make the main thing the main thing, and that is your love for him, because it's in loving him and then doing such a wonderful job of loving one another. That's how all men know you are his disciples. So verse five says, let me remind you again, for even though I am absent in the body, nevertheless, I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see good discipline and stability in your faith in Christ. You know, uh, leadership that is led by Jesus hasn't changed a lot. You know, and I feel that way too. I am absent from you, from the, I'm absent in the body from you right now, this Sunday. I am. But nevertheless, I'm with you in spirit. Right now, in your living room or wherever you're watching this on your phone, in your car, whatever, you're listening to it, I'm praying for you. I really am. I have my little prayer cards here with your name on it. I'm praying for you to have good discipline or practice in your spiritual life. Daily prayer that that gets solid in your life. Um fixed hour prayer, where you take time every day to do that. Script, silence and scripture and spiritual reading and learning how to give and tithe faithfully and serving other people and witness. And next week, the practice of gathering as you committed long ago. Many of you that are members of this church, you committed to that. So I just keep rejoicing to see how you're growing how your faith is becoming more stable, how you are um, 
you know, you're going to become fathers and mothers in the faith and anchors in your families. And so the Apostle Paul understood things could and often do go sideways and keep us apart. He went through that too. Things can delude us. Things can deceive us. Things can distract us. Things can confuse us. He also knew that even a letter that was the word of God, he wrote these letters, was not going to be enough. You know, he wrote them a letter. He's writing them a letter. It's being read to them. But he still wants to be with them. They needed more. And you and I need more. We need to be together. Words, we, I can, words can be ignored. They can be misunderstood. And so can videos, for that matter. <laughs> you could shut me off. But much, this, can, this is a lot easier to ignore a letter or a video than it is a breathing, um, living brother and sister that's sitting across the table from you, maybe having breakfast. So today, take time to pray when you finish this video. It's not enough to just watch a video. Take time to pray. And then share this verse, maybe with your family or whoever you're with, or maybe maybe just read it again, Colossians 2, 1 through 5. And then ask a couple questions as a prep, as a practice, as we prepare for the day of, of rest and delight, but also as you prepare to hear the message next week. Ask this, how can you or how can I be more knit together in love with my church family? How can that happen? And what does knitting take? Some of you non-knitters like me, uh, you could use some explanation. And then ask this question of each other or of yourself. How is your current discipline of faith going right now? How is that going? How's your daily time of prayer with God? Your daily times of silence with God to listen? How's your spiritual reading plan or your time of reading a devotional or scripture? How's your tithing and your giving? How's that going? And what are you doing to serve God right now? Every Not everybody can do everything, but everybody can do something. Maybe it's prayer or whatever it is. And then what about your witness? What's it like to the people that know you? And so this next week, let's gather together. Be there. I really want you to be there uh, for this message. On the, the title will be, it's on the bigger series I've been, a topical series called Why Church, which is a very important thing in this era. But then why TFBC? What is it about TFBC that would, would why would you want to be part of that? And so please share this if you can. And after um, uh, some worship and contemplation, have a snow day, right? Um, stop, rest, delight, get out there, take a walk. It's cold, but it's going to be nice. Uh, or for some of you, take a nap. Or in addition to that, have a great meal together with your family or, or just cook something you really like. Or maybe have a snowball fight or go sledding, but be careful because you know how that can go. And remember, you can, you can give by following um, the giving instructions on the website. And then if this is encouraging or you know somebody that didn't get it, didn't get this uh, link, then uh, share it with somebody. Thank you so much for watching this. God bless you. And have a great snow day.